Welcome to another edition of the Things You Need to Know podcast. Uh, Josh Michaels is back with me once again. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? All right, good. It seems like you're lounging around. Where are you uh, connecting with us on this podcast? Currently uh, in a uh, bedroom because the dogs did not want to cooperate on the you need to be quiet scale tonight. So Yeah, yeah. Well, it is almost nine o'clock on a Saturday night. Uh, in the Midwest. And we are going to talk about the time change here in a second. Um, But let's tell you about our sponsor, the Richmond Family YMCA. They're having their Good Friday breakfast coming up on April the 2nd. Father Todd Reby is going to be the guest speaker. It's at the Elks Country Club Ballroom from 7.30 to 9 a.m. And tickets are $20 per person, $90 for a table of five. It's a time for the community to come and honor the tradition of Good Friday and the meaning that it has in our lives. Uh, You can RSVP today at area code 765-962-7504. You can also just email mistyh at richmondfamilyymca.org. Tickets are also available at the YMCA at 1215 South J. Now, they do have limited capacity for this event for the first 100 people, so make sure that you get that um, reservation in so you can be one of those 100 and listen to Father Todd. And the Richmond Family YMCA website, richmondfamilyymca.org. Plenty of classes and those spring sports for the kids are underway. Uh, Check them out. Richmond Family YMCA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, It says here for this event that you uh, must wear a mask upon arrival. And I live in Arizona, as most people that listen to this podcast know. And Josh, I just got to tell you my experience at Texas Roadhouse. Ooh, butter rolls. Yes, uh, and that's exactly what happened. So in this particular plaza that we went shopping to, I was uh, running out of bourbon, so we stopped at a Total Wine, which those are epic. And it's uh, in the same uh, plaza with uh, Dick's Sporting Goods and an Ikea and probably a car dealership of some sorts and furniture stores. And then there is this island in the middle of this major parking lot where there is a texas roadhouse and we looked up and we went rolls and apple butter and so we decided to go big mistake so arizona is one of the states that um hasn't adequately enforced a statewide mask mandate the different counties that are in arizona have their own kind of policy and so people were still wearing a mask while they were waiting outside and we had between a 30 and 40 minute wait And what we found out was that it's actually a 50-minute wait, which is no big deal, Saturday night. I mean, that's what you do. But, oh, we walked in and we knew that we had made a bad decision. That Texas Roadhouse was jam-packed with people. Josh, they are doing the happy birthday, Texas Roadhouse. Yee-haw! People are on saddles. People are yelling. They were The servers were doing line dancing. Now, the servers still were wearing their masks. But I don't think they should be because I had to eat my meal in shifts. I got my salad and then I got my entree, which was just the salmon. And they never did bring the veggies that went with it. And it was not the best experience. And I got to tell you, it was the first time that I had been someplace where there were no tables marked off. There were no social distancing measures in place. And I'm not ready. I am just not ready to be in a crowd. We, we Had we thought it through, we wouldn't have gone in or we would have the server of the hostess, I should say, was taking names outside and we weren't allowed to go in. 
That's a big mistake mm -hmm. here in Arizona. You need to go in and see how full it is. We knew it would be busy, but we thought there'd be some space and tables. Absolutely not. And they weren't doing the peanuts, but they also, other than the servers wearing masks, it was whatever time on a Friday or Saturday you've ever been to a Texas Roadhouse. It was the only, it, it was incredible and nerve wracking. And when you are having all of the other tables shout out the Texas Roadhouse, yeehaw, none of those people are wearing masks. And there were ladies that had had too many margaritas and were clapping and cheering. And I just went, I I'm not ready. Can't do it. Well, you know, especially when you're, you're used to a year of like the precautions or whatever you, you didn't ease in like you head first dive back into like 2019 in January or 20, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would imagine it would be a shock. It's just like, you know, when you go back and you watch like old sports highlights or whatever, and you see like the crowd full of people, or you see like, you know, uh, Ruoff, uh, uh, home mortgage music center posted like a, a picture of like a full lawn. And I'm like, I was there. And that seems weird. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know if I'll get over that um, anytime soon, but I can't imagine going to a concert unless you could at least have everybody wearing masks. But, you know, you walk to your table and as soon as you get down there, everybody pops their mask off because they're getting ready to eat or drink. But mm -hmm. to, it just seemed silly to um, have everybody cheering. And why are you doing line dancing? You can't even bring me my vegetables. What? Go, stop dancing. <laughs> Go get my flipping veggies. But it was the top of the hour. You gotta, you gotta commemorate it with a little boot scoop boogie. Yes, and then uh, bring the broccoli. And so the manager, as I'm writing the tip in, because we still tip the server because we're just not cretins. And the manager comes over. She goes, "Is this yours?" And we went, "Yes," but we never got it. And she goes, "Well, you want me to give you an appetizer for next time?" No, thank you. Her name is Gina. Very nice, and our server was very nice, but. Just overwhelming. And I get it. Texas Roadhouse, if they are allowed to open up at 100%, they're going to do it. 19 different states are, are opening back up to 100% occupancy. Most of them are warm weather states. But still, <laughs> you're, you're sitting there and you're going, um, it was, it's our fault. It's, in hindsight, it's our issue, not Texas Roadhouse's issue. But you're not going to end this virus uh, by seeing and participating in what we did tonight. Well, and I think too, you know, like you mentioned, those warm weather states, the ones that are like, we have to open for tourism, you know, like you know, spring breaks coming around, like we have to do it. And I see where they're coming from, but like, that's, uh, I think I'm kind of like you in that regard. Like, that's not really my scene right now. Like yeah. I went down to Nashville a few weeks ago and it was still like barely 50% capacity in any of the bars in Broadway. And like, you know, big roped off areas and like that felt okay. And, you know, there was still, cause those, those bars are massive. Like if it was a full crowd, like I, there's no way I want to go down there, but man, yeah. I, I just, for me, I think it's going to be something I'm going to have to ease back into. I mean, even I'm looking forward to, I think there's still a few more hockey games here in Fort Wayne and it's still reduced capacity of the arena and you're wearing your mask and stuff. So like to, to me, that seems like something I want to ease into more than a packed restaurant when everyone's yelling yeehaw. Right. And not getting peanuts. Right. Well, we're recording this uh, just a few hours before the spring forward. And I know most everybody does the daylight savings time and, and observes it. Um, I'm still trying to figure out 
that Arizona doesn't, and we're the only state in the continental U- U.S. that doesn't observe daylight savings time. So instead of being two hours behind you after tonight, I'll be three. Um, so I'm going to have to make sure I eat that dinner a little early if we want to continue to record these uh, <laughs> at a reasonable hour. But according to the National Sleep Foundation, just missing one hour sleep can make uh, people sleep deprived, more accident prone, increasing the risk of crashes, especially on the highway. Um, Studies have found that up to a 17% increase in the four days immediately after the switch to daylight savings time. Uh, turning the clocks forward this weekend can be a waste for your time uh, and, and bad for your health, uh, but not everybody. The U.S. and Canada and other parts of the world will add afternoons of an hour of daylight, adding some time for more outdoor activities that help people stay healthy. So I guess that's the counter to this. But um you know, I don't know. I don't know if vitamin D is worth uh, some of the traffic that I'm exposed to here in a major metro area. I'm going to be honest with you. I uh, have lived the majority of my life chronically sleep deprived uh, due to my <laughs> former uh, schedule. And, you know, so, you know, those getting up at two in the morning, it came so much worse when it was like, you know, going into that that first Monday after the time change, because then it's you feel like it's one still you're all out of whack. I'm interested to see how it's going to be, you know, now that I don't really have much of a schedule right now to ease back into, yeah. um, you know, cause I don't, I don't really expect much of a change this time around, but for the first time in a long time, the, uh, the time on my microwave is going to be correct. So I'm kind of excited about that. <laughs> haven't really figured out how to switch it. So we just let it ride. I mean, that's what, uh, you know, the smart speaker and the phone's for, for me to figure out what time it is. On today's podcast, um, we're going to also talk about some things you need to know. I'll give you another movie review because you can't just stop at Coming to America 2. You had to get back in, and I watched another movie. Um, And we'll also uh, pass along some did you knows and, of course, a weird news story. And um, uh, first and foremost, uh, Josh, how's Longmire? Longmire's (laughs) phenomenal. I I just uh, wrapped up the series uh, tonight. Um, lots of binge watching. Um, and I like it when series ends like that. Like, I don't think it's a spoiler to tell you that it's on Netflix and it's been out for a while, but you know, they end in a, in a, in a reasonable spot where they could pick up with a spinoff. They could continue the story. Like there's no weird stuff. Like it's just at a point where if they wanted to continue, they probably could. And it's a Western, um, but it's, is it a breaking bad Western? So, to me, it's like if NCIS was set in the West, like there's the old school Sheriff Gibbs type, right? You got the 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 female you know, character that was kind of like the Kate or the Ziva in that show. You know, for a while, there was a deputy that on there that was you know, kind of like the arrogant young gun guy. And I mean, it just kind of fits like that kind of format. Um, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I thought it was great, but um also, do you want to let you know, you saw earlier in the week, I am recovering from a grocery injury. Finally, uh, the I'm only making one trip theory uh, has hit me to the point that at, uh, at the ripe old age of 32, um, I think I just pulled every muscle that is possibly in my forearm uh, carrying grocery bags. Really? Yeah. I did, was, you know what? I did see that. Um, so... The question I have for you, because this is this is a policy that many of us have of making sure that we get everything in one trip. If 
Mm-hmm. If nothing else, it better be like a huge roll of toilet paper, you know, a big package of toilet paper or something like that. So yeah, kudos to you for keeping true to the tradition of just making one trip. But how many bags are we talking about? Well, here's the problem. It was, uh, it was probably 10 bags, but then also, um, it was a gallon of milk, uh, that was kind of around the pinky. And then I got a jug of tea that was around another finger and it kind of just like tweaked the hand a little bit, kind of pulled the tendon. And then I just, uh, you know, I carry everything. I set it down, you know, the, the adrenaline of that accomplishment wears off. You're like, Oh no. Yeah. So, uh, do you warm up a little bit? Do you like some tight arm circles? Do you stretch the back before you grab these bags? Cause you, so you're having 10 bags, four fingers, a gallon of milk, a gallon of tea to try to hook into little pieces. And do you mm-hmm. still try to, you know, grab the car keys and make sure that you lock the, the truck up and stuff as you're walking in too? Do you still have that one little ring of keys on one finger? How do you do yeah, it? Yeah. And the, the, the hand you got to kind of keep, uh, keep free. The problem is, is, is the snowblower still in the garage, right? So you had to maneuver a little more on one side than the other because that hand had to be there to shut the truck and to be able to open the door into the house. It was just, it was, wasn't balanced right. You know, it was a rookie mistake, but I feel like I'm circling the drain because that was a few days ago and it still is, uh, is painful. <laughs> so, uh, good. Let's get to a couple of things you need to know. We'll make sure we're staying, uh, true to our word um and keeping this uh, a quick podcast actor matthew mcconaughey is seriously considering a new line of work actually running for the governor of state of texas the true detective oh, star yeah. could win in a landslide it's mcconaughey in texas yeah so what would be a good uh political tagline i mean um you know he's got a couple of catchphrases right Mm-hmm. There's a couple of McConaughey things out there. Of course, he would be the only governor that might show up without a shirt on uh, to the podium to do a stump speech. But he, you know, can, can his slogan really be "All right, all right, all right"? I think he would have to go with something like that. Um, yeah. I mean, you got to harness the fact that you are Matthew McConaughey. Let's not run from it. Let's lean into it. Yes. You know. Yeah. And what do you do about Lincoln cars at that point? I mean, do you switch out all of the vehicles for the state to get shipped everybody over to Lincoln? Well, I wouldn't say necessarily the whole state, but definitely the the governor's motorcade is no longer going to be suburbans. We're all Lincoln navigators. That's it. All navigators. That's the would way to go. The, would you be one of the only governors with like actual endorsement deals? Yeah, maybe. You'd have to give all that up. I, that doesn't sound like a very smart business move. But um, I guess I guess he would run as a an independent. I don't I don't know where his politics are. I did see a meme on Twitter that said he was going to run on the alt right, alt right, alt right. Yes, I should I should have seen that coming. It was right there. Chipotle is partnering with cosmetic company EIF or ELF, I should say, to produce a new line of vegan and cruelty free makeup. Various products will be named after items that are on the Chipotle menu. I saw this and I love it. Uh, I don't know anything about makeup, but there's like a avocado makeup brushes. It comes in like a Chipotle bag. I mean, you can wear like beef and brown rice and like salsa colored eyeshadow. I'm here yeah. for it. 
According to a new survey, a third of people that are currently working at home said they would quit their jobs if they were asked to go back to the office full time. I think that's fair. I mean, I think that the whole gig economy thing um, and with uh, Papa Joe's check that is uh, in everybody's uh, checking account now waiting on it. I mean, I, I think there's some people that would might have a tendency to say, take this job and shove it if you're going to make me put on pants. <sighs> Man, I remember having a job I had to wear pants too. Yeah. I don't have anything to quit, but I, I think I'd kind of take an office at this point because it's been like three months of this house and the dogs are getting tired of seeing me. So I was um, um I was out of work for four months or so uh between or during COVID uh two different times. And uh I I will say that I had a a, a slight nervous tick about you know, am I going to like being back to work every day? Mm -hmm. And I do enjoy it. I, I kind of have to dress up. It's uh, just a step up from uh, from just business casual. I mean, you can wear a polo shirt or something, but they prefer you in slacks and a button down, but certainly mm -hmm. not required to wear a tie. And it's been fun to get up in the morning and get a shower and actually get dressed. The commute, however, is a little ridiculous. <laughs> um, but you know, there's something to be, there's something to be said for getting back into a routine. And I think even mm -hmm. if you were flex working and you only had to go to the office two days a week or three days a week, you know, whatever. Um, plus some people are more productive at home. They get more yeah, done true. or they work longer. And so do you really want to hammer somebody and say, no, 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 this job is five days a week in the office when you could probably get more out of them if they, if you allow them to at least flex a little. You know, I've worked some flex jobs. Um, you know, really my last radio gig was primarily at work, but then you did the rest of the stuff from home. Yeah. And I just find myself so easily distracted at home, especially when like, it's a nice day. I can just go play with the dogs, you know? Right. So I I'm somebody who needs the structure of an office or at least, you know, if I was working from home, I'd have to like, put some place to do work and limit the distractions in my house. Cause man, I can't just like be trusted to just work on the couch. I, I get that. But you know, when a lot of people start to go back to work that are in the same situation situation that you are in that have two dogs, you know, dogs mm -hmm. get accustomed to a schedule too. Are you, oh, yeah. are you worried about any of that at all that dogs are going to, I don't know, have some sort of withdrawal? No, not really. I mean, we've tried to, the dogs and I have came to an agreement that we're trying to stay on some kind of a schedule. Now, obviously it's moved back a little bit than getting up at three in the morning, but I mean, it's like still trying to get up early, trying to like go you know, to bed at a decent time, just for my sanity and to keep them at least somewhat regulated. Cause you know, if you read the stories about that and like the, the separation anxiety that comes on with that. So like, I even made it a point to like, even if I'm just out of the house for a couple hours, like to go to a park or go to the store, just, drive around to not be here so they're still used to being on their own because yeah. that's that's a bigger nightmare that i don't think you need to deal with right uh let's do a couple of more things you need to know disney plus has surpassed a 100 million global subscribers in just 16 months is this all mandalorian it's all mandalorian and wandavision bunch of nerds Good stuff, though. Oh, God. Uh, don't start. Don't you come at the nerd culture. Uh, I will well, fight you, sir. They're the only ones who listen to podcasts. If you're listening to this podcast right now, good chance at some point you were a dork in your life. 
And we're okay yeah, with that because guess who's doing like- the podcast? <laughs> guess who's doing the podcast? A couple of dorks. Um, if you have some stress, and you know who doesn't at this point? Well, right here in my home state of Arizona, which is still weird to say, a farm animal rescue sanctuary is offering cow hugs for people who just need a little bit more contact in their lives during the pandemic. Of course, this is before you butcher them, slaughter them, and feed them to people rushing into Texas Roadhouse. It's called cow cuddling. And here's the price, $75 an hour. Yeah, it's a reasonable price. I hear it's a really moving experience. Are we still on? Did anybody kick us off? I mean, God, jeez. Well, you ask, you ask who would pay for it? Well, they're booked through July. Telling you. What ha- are these baby cows? Are they full size cows? I mean, do you bring them Chick fil A? What happens? Well, yeah, you eat more chicken, but you also don't go in there and like hug a rodeo bowl. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, it's good. Cows are, cows are all right. I always had trouble with cows, like when I was doing stuff at the county fair, because anything that's as big as me is a real problem. When you're a large human, that's not a, <laughs> not a thing that's, uh, you know, commonly a problem. But man, you go face to face with a steer that's 1,500 pounds, and there's like a little, 13 year old girl holding the, the halter on this thing. She's like, I got it. I'm like <laughs> you better. But this place, Amy's farm annual sanctuary is in Queen Creek, Arizona, which is just, you know, a short 20 minute drive. I'm willing if, to go hug a cow. I don't know that I'm willing to fork over 75 bucks. I'm willing to start a GoFundMe. Listen, um, because you've talked about it on the pod, this is technically a work trip. Yeah. Like, I'm no accountant here, but this screams business expense. Boy, you're right on it. Boy, I love it. Okay. All right. Uh, let's do a quick movie review. Um, movie review? Yeah. Uh, so, last <laughs> week, I gave you uh, Coming to America 2, and I want to fully endorse a tremendous movie that is out right now. I believe the movie Nomad Land with Francis McDermott, I think that's on Hulu. And yes. I'll, I'll look it up while we're talking, but I'm pretty sure it is. But what's interesting about it is that it is getting plenty of awards. Best Picture, Best Director uh, at the Critics' Choice Awards um, uh, that was last Sunday. And I, I think that Francis McDermott is a tremendous actor. And what's interesting is there's about three or four actual actors that talk about this person and Nomadland is basically um, these people that live in their vehicles. And it's about, and she's learning after the death of her husband, how to adapt to this new way of life and cooking Mm -hmm. on a, a burner that's, you know, plugged into a car battery and she's driving a van and she works these different jobs. So she'll work at Amazon for a while and she's from a town, uh, the movie sets uh, forth a town of Empire, Nevada. And um, I thought it was going to be pretty boring, but it really compelled you to learn how this person lives, you know, by stopping at gas station bathrooms and parking overnight and staying in RV parks and, and how they use everyday things. And they just barter stuff between other people. But it's like this, these gypsies, you know, that... Go across the land, and it's it it is highly highly recommended 
that people see this uh, because you learn about a culture of people and all the other people other than outside of the three actors are real nomads. They are living this life and it's almost like this documentary thing. It, it's tremendous. Tremendous. Well, I will say, especially like the TikTok culture, there's a lot of people that are um, doing their own like van projects where they're converting like, uh, you know, like sprinter vans or, and, and like building their apartments in there. And it's so interesting to see between like those people and the people that are building like the schoolies uh, with the converted school buses, they're putting whole houses in there yeah. to see like how, what all goes in there and then like life out on the road, you know, like, the people that, you know, like you mentioned, like living off like gas stations and stuff. And, you know, I've heard stories of people that, you know, some of those that don't really have that much power. So like they go buy some food, like have a gym membership, go shower and like have their foreman grill cooking their, their food in the gym bathroom, you know, like, yeah. Before yeah. people, you know, come in and catch them. Like it's and, a heck of a way to live. And the people that you meet, the uh, scenery, the cinematography is just unreal. A lot of the movie takes place out West and um, it, it is truly compelling. And there is a way for people to live on less than $15 an hour. I just couldn't do that life. I, I don't <laughs> know how many days you go without finding a, you know, a Petro stopping station that's got showers in the bed. I don't, I don't, I just don't know how people do that. Uh, but it was no problem at all for them to chuck along 400 miles to go to the next job and they'll just find and work wherever you want. I mean, she was cleaning bathrooms that were full of puke and, and look, those are real things. Those are not movie things. Uh, and that's yeah. Francis McDormand. Unbelievable. Five in six Americans under the age of 18. These aren't millennials. These are Gen X or, or Gen Zers, right? <laughs> the ones trying to cancel Eminem. Yeah. Five in six Americans under the age of 18 have never used a postage stamp. Wow. I met a guy who uh, used to work uh, where I work who did not know how to complete an envelope like didn't know where the return address went didn't know where the stamp went didn't know where that was wow he had also never written a check 26 oh i don't know what's more surprising the envelope or the check yeah 26 now you may not have to know that you know i mean i don't know how to do long division i've always had a calculator i don't need mm -hmm. to know how to do it but i thought there were still some things that kids learned in school five and six have never used a postage stamp is weird to me well yeah i mean i think about it though like the, the only time like i have stamps that i keep in like i have some in my truck for like emergencies yeah but um most of the time it, if it's if i'm sending a holiday card or if it's something that just for whatever reason like you have to mail you know mm -hmm. and a lot of times uh, especially with like online bill pay for my bank and stuff. I put it in there and they send the check or they wire the money. I don't have to think about it because that was yeah. the only time I was really doing that with, with, with mailing anything was bills, you know? Yeah. Our Onvine media daily debate. So each weekday on the Onvine media Facebook page and on Instagram, we will put together a list of questions and we had some really good feedback on a couple of questions I wanted to run by you. Um, I, we're too deep into the podcast to have a real uh, laborious debate on 
what should be the minimum wage in America. But we had lots of people commenting on that. And some some people started trolling us a little bit. They started, you know, talking about everybody's getting free money, free money. No, no. I we just want to know if the federal uh, government says this is the minimum wage, you can go higher, Mm -hmm. but you certainly can't go lower. And I just didn't know if there was a number that you had in mind because it $15 certainly wasn't going to make it into any, um, you know, COVID rescue bill. Mm -hmm. But if, if Seattle's got 15, if Florida just passed a $15 minimum wage, shouldn't everybody be on the same page with that? Otherwise, I I mean, I guess I just, I don't know if if it's not like the federal mandate. I mean, if it's state by state, great. If you want to make that as minimum wage, go to that state. Like I just, I've never really been somebody who's been ultra thrilled with minimum wage. Like even, you know, when I was my first job in high school, like cleaning the school, you know, after school was minimum wage. And I was still trying to get a raise there. And then, you know, when I I moved on to Arby's and and, and everywhere else, it's like, I was always trying to make more money, you know? So, yeah, when yeah. possible. I mean, that's obviously the goal, but I, I don't know what a good benchmark would be. Like, of all the things that I might have talent in, businessy type stuff is not it. <laughs> I don't math well. And and you uh, further, um, you know, hammered home that point by saying businessy. Uh, how old were you when you had your first alcoholic drink without permission? Oh, I mean, okay. maybe maybe once when I was like seventeen. I remember this actually. There we go. I was 17 in the parking lot of a Wendy's. My friend Jason threw a bottle of uh, vodka at me and told me I had to take a sip or I couldn't get in the car. And then he locked the door. I was like, look, you got to do it. And so I took a sip of vodka. It tasted like rubbing alcohol. And then uh, that was it. Yeah. Put the rest in the gas tank and head on out. Yeah, I was um, I was a sophomore in high school. I believe the first time that I sort of snuck around without uh, permission and had some. And unfortunately... Uh, there's a reason why we're doing the podcast. I really liked it. I really had a good time. <laughs> I, <laughs> you have those you have those days. We all have stories with different types of alcohol where you had too much of it and that was it. And uh, I, I, I was certainly had a few of those vodka. I still have problems with um, uh, the last uh, on. Now, we have these questions every day, but just due to time, um, we'll tell you that they're sponsored by Phillips Drugs and we do them each and every Monday. The ones for this week, I've already got uh, scheduled up. And, ooh, there's oh, some doozies no. in here. I, yeah. no, I don't like when you have that look in your oh, eyes. I, I cannot wait. You know what? I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you a uh, taste of what you got. Some people just like to watch the world burn. Okay, but no, this isn't. One is about napping. How long is the perfect nap? Please don't answer because we want people to go and, and answer the question. But there is this. There is this too little too much in the napping zone we're not saying i mean we all know naps are one of the best things on the planet however you can knock yourself for a loop and and ruin your whole day um with uh getting outside of the perfect nap window we want to know what that is we're asking people if they still um have a vcr do you know i wonder with the number of people and the age range that we have that follow us how many people are still going to have a VCR? So that's coming up next week. And then the kicker. I don't know. 
What comes after two A's? Yeah, just let that sit and marinate. That's coming up on Friday. Let that marinate for you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and let that marinate. Thanks again to our sponsor, Phillips Drugs, for that. Uh, getting back into uh, the last couple of things, we all, well, we, you know, I will tell you, um, this is where you shine, my friend. You always seem to pick one of two weird news stories that make sense. And while I'll give you a moment to look at that, because I kind of threw that at you before we started recording. So uh, in the impromptu, uh, the weird news stories, Josh is going to pick one of two to give to us. I will tell you, I did get one negative comment. I don't believe it was registered uh, on Apple, but the comment was we spent too long going back and uh, reading the uh, daily debate questions that are sponsored by Phillips Drugs. I, I let that person know that because it's sponsored is the reason why we did it, but we uh, were able to cut it down to just a couple of them and then uh, a couple of previews. So hopefully that'll work. All right. Hopefully I've given you enough time, Josh, to give me the weird news story that you would prefer to go with to wrap up today's podcast. Gotta be cornhole. Yeah. I mean, that's a Midwestern thing, right? <laughs> if you like to play cornhole, uh, you'll like it even better if you got a thousand dollars to do it. I would do most anything uh, with a lot more joy with a thousand dollars to do it. Uh, My True Green Lawn, it's an online retailer for uh, the lawn care. They are seeking someone to play cornhole on five separate days and complete a worksheet for each experience. In return, they're going to pay you the grand. They say, uh, do you need more reasons to get outside if you're looking for ways to have fun while socially distancing and you want something to do that's good for all ages? If you're looking for those things and we have a job for you, we're paying someone $1,000 to play cornhole. We're looking for someone who is willing to play cornhole and tell us about how you're using it to stay connected while staying safe. Now that you'll have to uh, have your own cornhole equipment, but applications are being accepted through the company website. Again, that is uh, True Green Lawn Care. You can do that through April 2nd. The winner announced on April 7th. No word on when you're going to play the cornhole. But Why are they doing this? Is it because usually these things are in people's lawns? Mm-hmm. What worksheet are you completing, by the way? Are you, like, gauging how much crabgrass they got in the neighbor's yard? I mean, what are you doing? Probably. You got to go down there and be like, listen, Jim's got a little too much clover mixed in. It doesn't let the board sit just right. He also didn't uh, didn't space it out enough. These are not regulation bags. Yeah, yeah not regulation bags, not further enough spaced, and uh, a healthy supply of dandelions. Ah, oh, good. Hey, thanks for doing this. I am enamored by the people that can do that, though, with a full beer and, you know, launch it and not spill a drop. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it, it is throw throw your bags, then take a sip of your beer. And they actually make beer holders, scorecards. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stuff gets pretty intense. I did watch ESPN. The professionals do it early on in the pandemic. Felt really mm-hmm. bad for myself, but it was at least sports on television early on. ESPN, the Ocho. That's right. So we we are wrapping up the first year anniversary of COVID-19. And um, I remember starting to do this podcast because I was just kind of craving getting on and talking about whatever I wanted to, which is probably the reason why I wasn't being paid to do that any longer. And I remember in January um, reading stories every day about, ooh, this 
this thing in Wuhan, China is really taking people for a loop. Never had an idea a year ago doing this podcast. I mean, we've done 214 episodes and maybe 40 or 50 didn't talk about COVID-19. Well, and you know, you go back and you start seeing like the things in the time hop and everything, right? Like I had a thing pop up on uh, Snapchat today that I was uh, COVID prepping and I was apparently just at a liquor store stocking up. Yeah, uh, I did see that. Yay, yay me for the foresight. Uh, but also, gosh, it would have been the end of February last year. I was in Nashville for a huge conference, like a couple thousand people packed into a hotel. And I think, you know, a few short weeks later, the world shuts down, like in retrospect, dodged a bullet there. Yeah, no, it is. It is. All right, man. Well, I want you to stay safe and I hope you have a great week. And thanks for doing this with me. I know we chatted a little bit earlier and I said, you know, I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> but it is um, it is my therapy, even though you're the one that's on your back. <laughs> I mean, you just why? <laughs> I told you I'm locked in the guest bedroom because my dogs just won't shut up tonight. And then you got to just make it like that. Yeah. If I was on the couch, it would make sense. Now you just make it into something dirty. Yeah, well, you know. Um, that's going to be tree fitting. It, well, that's true. Uh, don't do anything on Zoom or you'll never get that job at CNN. Uh, okay. That's our podcast for today and uh, this week, actually. Thank you so much for the download. Make sure you're subscribing, liking, following, giving us a rating, even if it's negative. If it is negative, we'll read it on, uh, on the show the following week. So please do that for us. Uh, we're gluttons for punishment. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, their podcast platform, and Google Podcasts, as well as our home base, SoundCloud.com. Uh, the next time we talk, uh, it'll be an hour earlier for you. Shut up. Thanks again to our sponsor, the Richmond Family YMCA and Phillips Drugs. We'll see you all next week. Thanks, Josh. Thanks.